Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Well, my next guest is uh, someone, uh, I really love her. I do. She's the best columnist in New York, uh, head of Michael Goodwin. She's the best columnist in the country. The New York Post, her book, Laptop from Hell, this Hunter Biden story, continues to be a New York Times bestseller. And uh, she always makes time for me, which I appreciate, because I know she's going on Fox News in like 30 minutes. Here she is, the great Miranda Devine. Good morning, Miranda. It's Sid. How are you? Hi, Sid. How are you? Good to talk to you. Great to talk to you, too. Um, Let's get to Hunter first, because your story yesterday was great about the illegal immigrants. But anytime I see a Hunter Biden story for me, I think of you. And there's a picture of him in today's New York Post, completely naked, holding a gun, and it tells a story about him with a hooker in a sleazy hotel and the gun he would, I guess, you know, get rid of later in Delaware. But just another really sleazy Hunter Biden story in today's New York Post. Yes. Look, I apologize for that. It's very hard to <laughs> do a, a story about Hunter Biden without him being naked. So, um, yes, that's that's the way it is. We did try and keep it clean for our our readers, but uh, yes, he was uh, carrying a gun. It looks like some sort of a pistol, um, and uh, he's in a hotel room naked, cavorting with a prostitute, and uh, playing with the gun, aiming it at the camera, which he set up. Looks like on the bedside table, uh, you know, doing quick draw. McGraw thinks that right. he's a cool dude, and uh, he's obviously off his face. There is, um, you know, drug paraphernalia everywhere, what looks like the traces of crack cocaine. Uh, You know, he wasn't a well person in those days, let's say. And for him to have a gun is the biggest travesty because it's obvious that he lied on his background check. Now, this was October 17 of 2018, which was just five days after he bought that gun in Delaware. And uh, he had the the background check, Politico got a copy of that form. And in it, he said that he had not taken drugs and was not addicted to drugs. Now, that's just a lie. And it's a lie in his own words, because he said in his memoir that during that period, he was addicted to crack cocaine. And, you know, it's not a crime. I mean, he's now clean, uh, he tells us, and that's a great achievement. But at the time, he was not a fit and proper person to have a gun, and that's why we have background checks. And so it's ironic um, that Joe Biden is out there ranting and raving about the need for banning guns, mm. um, banning AR-15s and talking about lung exploders, um, when his own son did something really bad and has never accounted for it. You know, about uh, two weeks ago, I had Donald Trump Jr. on this show. And uh, he has started this uh, new search engine on the Internet, like kind of like a Google, you know, like his father has truth social as your instead of Twitter, those types of things. And yeah. I said to him, I said, I said, Junior, could you imagine if you had done one one hundredth? And I don't hate Hunter Biden. I'm, listen, I'm a recovering junkie, alcoholic, all of it, too. So there's a part of me that's almost sympathetic towards his cause. But I said, Junior, yeah. could you imagine if you had?" he said, Sid, 
I swear to God, I think about that all the time. What the media would do to me if, in fact, I had done a scintilla of what Hunter Biden has done. Well, look at Peter Navarro. Look what happened to him. Uh, You know, he gets handcuffed. He gets shackled in leg irons, thrown in jail. uh, No food, no water, no attorney. For what? For for um, you know, talking to the to the January sixth committee about coming and testifying to them because he doesn't want to because he's asserting uh, executive privilege which belongs to Donald Trump, um, and meanwhile Michael Sussman, um, pretty much in his own words, has admitted that he lied to the FBI, and he gets off scot free. Unbelievable, you're right. And by the way, this uh, January sixth circus is coming to a theater near you Thursday night (laughs) when Pelosi and all these maniacs will bring it into your living rooms. And uh, I won't be watching, but I will be talking to some of the folks involved. Marjorie Taylor Greene, I think, will be on this show, Jim Jordan, and a host of others. Yeah. Hey, listen, I haven't asked you this yet, and uh, you have no responsibility to answer other than you love me. And that is with the (laughs) Republican primary coming up for governor in a couple of weeks, Lee Zeldin, Andrew Giuliani, Rob Astorino, Harry Wilson, I guess. Uh, do you have a choice yet? Look, I like them all. Um, I've had quite a bit to do with Rob Astorino when it comes to these migrant flights. And right. he's really been incredibly impressive. Like, unlike a lot of politicians, he actually follows up, he's consistent, does his own work um, and cares about it and has really, whenever I've talked to him, his heart's in the right place. He's a highly intelligent guy um, and he, he knows what's wrong with with America, with New York, and how to fix it. Um, Lee Zeldin, I don't know that well, um, but he has a stellar resume. Um, but he's a real establishment guy. I'm not sure if the elect, you know, we want to pick someone who's going to win at the general, right? So you, you could think that, that Lee Zeldin is the best guy in the primary, but he's not going to win because he's an establishment guy. So I'm not sure about him. Um, uh, Andrew Giuliani, I know he is the most delightful person. Um, he's got the name recognition from his fabulous dad. I mean, we have the big problem of crime. And so the Giuliani name and, and Andrew Giuliani knows what it takes to clean the city up. Uh, and so and he's dynamic and energetic, and I think he surprised a lot of people because he's now at the top of the top of the pops when it comes to the polls. Right. So, I'm but, but, but you would agree. But you would agree that, and I feel the same way. In fact, Andrew and I become really good friends. Really good friends. He's coming over to my house on Saturday to watch the Rangers. But right. I, but I've said to him, I said the Giuliani name. While it's it's exactly. it, to you, it's great to me. It's great. It's going to hurt him. So, based upon what you just said, is it fair to say? That above and beyond the primary, when it comes to November, the most electable may be Rob Astorino? I think so. I mean, he tells me, I haven't done all my research because I haven't written a piece about this, but I will. But he tells me that in the Hudson Valley, uh, which is blue tinged, that he will win that. And that's crucial to winning the state. And Westchester. You know, yeah, it's a and Westchester. And it's a yes, of course, because he used to be on the county executive. Um, and so. Look, you have to win over Democrats or independents or Democrat-leaning people, and there's a huge chance of doing that, um, you know, this time because of the parlous state that the, the state is in and crime and disorder. But um, so that's what you've got to look at. And in a way, Rob Estorino's lack of name recognition, the fact he's not an insider, that sort of helps him. Yeah, I agree with you. I think it does too. I've had to kind of, oh, we lost her. 
Oh, let's get her back. Is that still Miranda? Is she there? No, I'm, oh, I'm still there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've had to kind of rethink because initially I was gung-ho in endorsing Lee Zeldin. But to be honest, I've had lengthy conversations now with mostly Andrew. But now Rob called me last night. We had a lengthy conversation, and I'm kind of rethinking my whole stance on this. But let's get to the, the story, which you just uh, talked about, Rob, because he initially did this in the, in the airport in Westchester. Now we've got Stewart Airport, maybe a few others, a bunch of airlines involved. Your story in yesterday's post, Miranda, was so good because Rob introduced us to this topic, but it looks like this thing is really exploding, and there's illegal flights led by our administration are a huge issue in many airports and many airlines. Yes, look, we first uh, staked out Westchester County Airport um, in White Plains because uh, we were told by an insider there that there were these weird planes coming in after curfew, after midnight, disgorging what looks like illegal migrants, and then they were being whisked away on charter buses. So we went there and we spotted them and photographed Chris Sadowski, fantastic post photographer, <clears throat> driving the car, raced after the trucks, took the buses, took the photos. Um, and so we exploded that story. But really there was no response. Um, the, the administration stonewalled, refused to answer phone calls, emails, and then answered in the most kind of constricted way uh, and didn't care. And then other media, like media in Westchester, like the Washington Post, um, reported our story and said, oh, that it was just... Um, that basically we were cruel because these were just little children who were being reunited with their parents. Well, they're not. You look at them. Uh, at best, they're, uh, you know, 18 years old, but they really look more like, uh, a lot of them look like sort of early 20s, even mid-20s, mostly male. They just look like cheap labour. That's what they are. And this is happening all over the country. It's not just New York. We know that, that because of Title 42, uh, was about to to be stopped, but then the judge gave it a reprieve, that there was a huge surge at the southern border. So, of course, there was a huge surge of these flights. They're now coming in pretty much every night into Westchester. There are so many of them. They had to take some of the overflow to Stewart Airport in the Hudson Valley in Newburgh, and, uh, and they're going – they're all over the country. It's not just New York. Um, and nobody is interested. I mean, this is what gets me. Like, I've probably written a dozen stories about this, but there's hardly any other media outlets in the country that are looking at this. All it takes is go to your airport, look at Flight Radar 24, track the flights that are coming from the southern border, and you will find them. There are only a few of these airlines, World Atlantic Airways, iAero, Avello, uh, there's a new one, Omni International. You know, all you have to do is look at those airlines and where they're, where they're flying from, from Texas and Arizona at the border, and then see what, what cities they're coming to. And you can find that there is a truckloads of illegal migrants coming to a town near you. Every <laughs> town is a border <laughs> town. Well, I tell you, that is great reporting, Miranda. But that's, you know, that's what you do. That's why you're the best in the business. 60 seconds to go. San Francisco, one of my favorite cities in America. It's gorgeous. Anybody who argues that hasn't been there. But now, crime, drugs, homelessness, the liberal nature of the city, you can't go there. You just can't go there. It's really unfortunate. And it looks like Chesa Boudin, the DA, uh, facing the recall, may be out. If that's the case, do you think it puts pressure on Kathy Hochul to remove Alvin Bragg? 
Um, well, yes, of course. But I mean, do you, do you have any any hope that she's going to do that? There's she's a be- there's a better hopeless. chance that I win the gubernatorial primary, and I'm not running. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Kathy Hochul is awful. I, I had sort of hopes for her. She looks great, you know, and I thought, oh, an older woman, you know, she looks fantastic. <laughs> but uh, but no, I mean, she's just a virtue signaler and a lefty and weak, really weak. I couldn't agree more. Uh, and you're not. You're great, a uh, great writer, great friend. Congratulations. I know the book is still doing really, really well. I'm excited. Point. you got a big night coming up at the America First Warehouse. Thank you so much for coming on today, Miranda Devine. I legitimately love you. Thank you, Sid. You too, likewise. All right. Take care. This is Miranda.